it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello there. Do you know by the time we finish this podcast, it's going to be June? See, that's because we very quickly travel through a week in music history. This is May 29th until June 2nd. It was this week in 1942. Yeah, we're going back quite a while. Bing Crosby decided to get festive in May. I'll tell you about that in a moment. There was a lot of Rolling Stones history this week. Ron Wood was unveiled, joining the Stones from the faces. Bill Wyman married a teenager this week. And Thin Lizzy gave us Live and Dangerous in 1978. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. So 1942, I mentioned, Bing Crosby is in studio recording a song with the John Scott Trotter Orchestra. (laughs) He did all of this in 18 minutes, apparently. According to Guinness, this is the best-selling single of all time with an estimated worldwide sale of 50 million. Yeah, in May of 1942, Bing Crosby was dreaming of a white Christmas. Jumping ahead a few decades, the Beach Boys in 1965 this week started a two-week run at number one in the US with the song Help Me Rhonda. It was their second US number one. But get this, Brian Wilson's dad, Murray. He was an awful man for the drink and sticking his face into all things Beach Boys. Now, technically, he was their manager until they managed to give them the boot. But check this out. Recordings of Help Me Rhonda when Drunken Murray comes in the studio. Have a listen. Help me Rhonda, help, help me Rhonda, help me Rhonda, yeah. Get her out of my heart. Go ahead now, say what you want to say. All we needed was help to loosen up. Dennis was flatting, Mike was flatting on his high notes. We need help. We need need the honest projection that we used to have. You want to have the 497, right? When you guys get too much money, you you start thinking you're going to make everything a hit. In 1987 this week, David Bowie kicked off his 87-date Glass Spider World Tour in Rotterdam. So, the largest touring set ever, designed to look like a giant spider, the spider part alone took 43 trucks to move. And what's more, it came to Slane in 1987. Were you at Slane in July of 1987? By all accounts, it wasn't the best Bowie gig ever. In 2007, a coroner told the murder trial of music producer Phil Spector that US actress Lana Clarkson's death was a homicide, a murder. Phil, at the time, said... Uh, The actions of the Hitler-like district attorney and his stormtrooping henchmen to seek an indictment against me and censor all means of me getting my evidence and the truth out are reprehensible, unconscionable and despicable. Zipping through a 
week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. Did you watch The Monkees on TV in 1966 this week? In fact, on May 31st, filming began on the first TV series. In 1975, there was a press conference held on Fifth Avenue in New York to announce the Rolling Stones' upcoming American tour, their first with Ron Wood from The Faces in the band. The Stones weren't at the press conference because they came down Fifth Avenue on the back of a truck playing live with Ron Wood. I remember turning the corner and playing Brown Sugar. We had all the equipment set up on the back. We had all the press gathered in a restaurant and they thought the Stones were going in. And so we just drove by playing Brown And they were all there running out of the restaurant with their pads. This Week in Music History, the podcast. 1977, the BBC announced a ban on the new Sex Pistols single, God Save the Queen. Ooh, funny that been banned. In 1968 this week, Simon and Garfunkel went to number one on the US singles chart with Mrs. Robinson. Of course, featured in that Anne Bancroft and Dustin Hoffman movie, The Graduate. For God's sake, Mrs. Robinson. Here we are, you got me into your house, you give me a drink, you put on music, now you start opening up your personal life to me and tell me your husband won't be home for hours. So? Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Aren't you? This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. In 1971, the two-room house in Tupelo, Mississippi, where Elvis Presley was born on January 8th, 1935, was opened as a tourist attraction. And you can take pictures in here if you want to. All right. The house is original and it's only original site it was built. In 1981 this week, the first ever issue of Kerrang! magazine was published. ACDC had the front cover with also articles on Motorhead and Saxon. Brian Johnson at that time... I said yes, immediately. Right. And I've, I've got to be honest, to me, I thought the ACDC were just like a clique band in England. I didn't really know about the success you know, about America or anything like that, or Highway the Hell had done in America. And uh, it wasn't until about four or five days after I joined them and I'd gone down to see the lads and we were rehearsing that I, I suddenly said, you know, myself, or, you know, I've let myself in for something a lot bigger. More Rolling Stone stuff. June 1st is Ronnie Wood's birthday. And in 1975, it was his first ever gig as a Rolling Stone. Ron says... Well, it was a fragile ship when I joined, you know, because uh, they'd been through many ups and downs. And there was a kind of a grey cloud. Even though I knew the music, I'd never actually played the songs. So at Montauk, Keith and I hardly slept and we kept going through the songs. And and he was hitting me. Okay, all down the line. Here we go. Ah." And all these songs going through my head. And on June the 1st in Baton Rouge... In 1975, that was my opening gig, yeah. That was really... I should, come on, throw it at me, whatever you've got. There was a new world record set for Wings in 1976. They performed in front of 67,100 fans in Seattle. The largest ever show indoor. Here we go.
And in 1978, Thin Lizzy gave us their live double album, Live and Dangerous. Is there anybody here with uh, any Irish in them? Is there any of the girls that like a little more Irish in them? Finally, this week in 1989, the 52-year-old Rolling Stone Bill Wyman, ex-Rolling Stone really now, married the teenager Mandy Smith. She was 19 at the time. To put it all into context, Bill Wyman's 28-year-old son was best man. All of the other Stones were at the wedding. The marriage lasted 17 months. Even the wedding speeches were awkward. Check out the gap for a laugh that didn't come with Bill Wyman. There was, a, there was a few problems on the way, but we finally made it. And uh, I just feel wonderful. Well, I wish him lots of luck. I think it's a very good idea to get married. I'm glad he finally taken the plunge. But I don't know anything about it. Perhaps I haven't made a decent man out of him. You think he's settled down? That's another story, I don't know. You're the Rolling Stones boys and their thoughts. Love Charlie Watts. I don't know anything about it. Uh, That is a little look at this week in music history for you from May 29th until June 2nd. My name is Marty Miller. Have yourself a great week and we'll do it all again next time. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes.